یہ انٹرنیشنل گیم ہے اس میں دماغ سے کھیلا جاتا ہے غصے سے نہیں Hello everybody and welcome to episode 69 of Hoop Darshan. Hoop Darshan! Episode number 69, Karan, as you might have guessed, there's absolutely nobody who's won jersey number 69. And I don't really want to talk about the 1969 NBA Finals because um, I, I think you know what happened. No, I don't. I, I, I wasn't alive in 1969. What are you talking about? <laughs> what happened in the final? Uh, yeah, so the Celtics beat the Lakers again. And this was actually the year when um, J.D. West won the MVP, Finals MVP, even though oh. he was on the losing team. It was the very first Finals MVP award given. That's a historic, it's a historic Finals, it's a historic number. Definitely, definitely. Um, I, I'm surprised the none of the NBA's like sort of colorful characters, let's say like you know <laughs> like Ron Artest or Dennis Rodman or whoever, took 69 as a number as a joke at some point. It just never occurred to them. So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. surprised as well. I think we're uh, in like in today's day and age. That's probably never going to happen. But I'm surprised that it didn't happen in the 90s. <laughs> um, cool. So, how excited are you on a scale of um, 1 to 10 about the NBA coming back? So, this time, tomorrow, and probably yes. probably by the time we upload this, uh, we would have already had the NBA season tip-off. And yeah, we're recording this on the 16th of October, which is tip-off day. So, uh, by the time this is uploaded... Um, The Celtics would have played the first game and hopefully Gordon Hayward hasn't gotten injured again. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Sorry, that was a bad joke. <laughs> that was definitely a bad joke. Not, not the kind of note you want to start an NBA preview podcast on. Um, but yeah, we're obviously super excited about the NBA coming back and we'll talk about that with our special guests. But a couple of quick uh, NBA India and related news before we get to that section. Uh, yeah, uh, we had the... the youth nationals take place uh, a few weeks ago in udaipur in rajasthan um and uh, it, it basically the top under 16 players from around india in different states they came together and rajasthan who were the hosts they won the tournament uh, and punjab girls won uh this the, 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 for someone covering this tournament this was a very frustrating one for me because the basketball federation of india has just ghosted everyone so there was no information about this tournament at all there's no media person <laughs> giving any news we had i had to rely on a uh, random facebook post to sort of like figure out what was happening wow. so um, uh, maybe uh, they, maybe they're out of money <laughs> who knows <laughs> but based, but like good job by everyone except the bfi on this tournament um uh yeah and that's all really i have to say about that i, I don't know anything else it's 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 a big mystery of yeah, was, what went down <laughs> yeah, i was going to ask you if there are like names we should keep an eye out for and stuff like that but maybe uh, maybe once we have a little more information i mean the, the the mvps were uh, rajveer singh of rajasthan and sukhmandeep kaur of punjab and sukhmandeep uh, i think especially in the girls tournament she was very dominant so uh, yeah at some point uh, the, i i feel bad for these players like they need to get more uh, coverage right and and this whole generation of players are not getting the attention they deserve yeah thanks absolutely. to like whatever the hell is happening in the bfi so yeah <laughs> cool 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 but uh outside of outside of the bfi stuff there's a couple of exciting things on on the nba india front so robert yes. howie big shot bob howie is coming to india he's back uh, he's back uh what's, what's he going to do 
I you know the usual he's going to he's he's here to sort of like um uh, usher in the new season uh, for for the Indian fans so he's going to like be on the around the hoop TV show you you guys will probably see him on TV I guess this weekend um previewing the NBA season he's going to uh coach some of the players in the NBA academy India and Greater Noida uh and I was doing some research on Robert Horry this is crazy he has won I mean we know he's won seven rings right like that's a well known number yeah that number is the highest number of rings of any player outside the 60s Celtics no player outside the 60s Celtics has won more than six except for Robert Horry that's so incredible. Horry has won more than Jordan and Kareem and Shaq and Kobe and Duncan and all of these guys like there's the the, the tiers are you know like <laughs> obviously like, like 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 Russell has 11 and Bob Cousy has a bunch and all of these guys <laughs> who plays who play for the Celtics have like between 7 and 11 then there's Robert Horry and then there's everybody else so it's <laughs> that's that's pretty crazy that's amazing it did uh yeah we'll, we'll see what big shot pop has to say when he comes on tv and stuff like that but it's just continuing a line of um, nba and xnba players who who keep visiting india these days all all in the lead up to hopefully something um that we hoped would happen uh, and it yes. might be and it might be after all i don't quite believe this yet because i don't know if we've got the infrastructure for it but can uh, are you like cautiously excited about this or do you just like think it's not happening so so we are talking about the the rumors flying about uh that the, that the nba is finally bringing a preseason game to india next year um yeah uh, i think and i think a couple of journalists tweeted it during the nba china preseason games i think uh, the news got leaked there and I, i believe it i think the nba actually have been trying to do this since january of this year so i thought that they might be able to pull it off this off season mm-hmm. in india they obviously won't it seems too soon we're not even going to have the infrastructure ready by next year but 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 they're going to have something i'm sure they're going to figure something out it's going to be not at the highest level but 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 they they will make an exception i think in the past they have done it done so before for example before um, the philippines had the the <coughs> massive arena they have now i think back in the 90s then we did have events there and they had a um, and same in J- with japan they had events before um the the sort of like market was ready yeah so i think uh, i i think they've just had enough waiting i think vivek rana dive has had enough waiting to you know he's been trying to bring the kings to india i think he believes that's the missing piece after you know after dearen fox and harry giles he's like okay this is this this is what elevates me to next level taking my team to india um the rumors are it's going to be uh, we always knew the kings were going to be involved somehow yeah um the the, the rumored other team is is, uh, is the indiana pacers is that because um, they've got india in their name <laughs> yeah i made that joke already uh, okay. i i have no clue why it's why it's the pacers it, it it's it's usually something random the way these things work out is usually like one of the co-owners in the team or one of the stakeholders in the team decides that like hey no one thought about india yet everyone's been going to china india has a billion people yeah. let's let us be the face of that you know like the teams who are already famous like yeah. everyone already you know the lakers don't need to try and be popular in india like everyone knows who they are <laughs> um it's it's like the so i think some it, it, it usually is someone in indiana who must be you know pushing this uh, the india agenda forward Um so it's not th- th- there's not that much star power involved except for Oladipo in this like potential matchup but we'll take it we'll take whoever's coming you know it's going to be fun to have a 
when this eventually works out. And uh, if I'm there, I'm going to definitely make it down to wherever this game is happening. Absolutely. Most likely, Bombay, maybe Bangalore. Um, uh, for for this game, it should be fun. Awesome, awesome. Uh, so that that rounds up the the bit of news that we had to share. Uh, it's time to get to the action, Karan. Uh, who do we have on today? Um, yeah, so uh, we are here to preview the NBA, and uh, I'm going to introduce w- w- an old friend, a big NBA fan, to come on this like you know online roundtable with us and discuss the new season. Uh, I'm excited to introduce my old friend from Beijing, James Shu on Hoop Darshan. Uh, James, how are you doing? I've been trying to like get you on, find an excuse to have you on Hoop Darshan for a long time, and you know, it's the start of the new season, so there's no better time. <laughs> this is the perfect time. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. So you know what I was waiting for? I was waiting for like a Chicago Bulls-related excuse to have you on, like you know, save the Bulls one like. A number one draft pick, or if they reach the finals, or if they had like I don't know if they signed like a marquee free agent, I'll be like, okay, I need to go to my Bulls guy. But you know, uh, Jabari Parker really isn't enough reason to call you. But you know, we just like you know whatever. Let's call. We can't just wait forever, right? Yeah, unfortunately, no one's punched anybody in the face again this season, so we don't have that kind of news to go by. We should actually. That's what we should have called. We should. We should have had that call after the whole um, Meritage incident. Um, so, so, so James is uh, a friend of mine from Beijing. He's originally from Vancouver, Canada, and he has a you know myriad of different fascinations in technology, uh, in Magic: The Gathering, uh, which is something that you'll have to explain to me in more detail because I have no clue what it is. And for our very selfish purposes, basketball. Uh, James is the founder of and the CTO of of Cardboard Life, and he's written a memoir about Magic: The Gathering. He hosts a podcast called Humans of, Ma- of Magic, and as I may, as as I've already sort of hinted, he's a Bulls fan. So, um, James, first tell me like a little bit about a little bit more about yourself. Like, where are you right now, and uh, what sort of stuff are you into these days? Oh man, you you that was an awesome introduction. Uh, you basically said everything there was to say about me. So, good, I, I good job on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I stalked you on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, uh, so I'm in Beijing right now, still in yeah. Beijing. I know you were living here a few years back. How's, how's, and the, big, how's the big BJ going? It's pretty good. It's yeah. pretty good today. The weather is really super nice, and yeah. it was really miserable yesterday, so I'm in a much better mood today. Awesome. I, 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 are the skies blue? That's all that matters. That's the only question that matters. They are very blue, so oh. they, they're very blue as of today. <laughs> That's great. Um, so... Uh, and James, you do have your your primary interest is in in magic, and when I mean magic, I mean the game magic. Um, and I've been trying to sort of coax you to find like basketball parallels with magic, you know. Um, and and you wanted to sort of halt on that or or take a moment to think about it. How were you able to find anything that you know that relates directly? In through the NBA to do this game, you know what? They're just so different. I did try to think about some similarities. I think people have actually made fake magic cards based on NBA players, okay. but that's as as far as it goes. It's really it's been really hard for me, honestly, to figure out. You know, it would be so weird to have a listener that's like me who understands the NBA at a deep level, but also yeah. also understands magic. So. 
it would be kind of lost even if I did find some kind of commonalities, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, how many people have you introduced on your own podcast who would know who Wendell Carter Jr. is? Probably zero. I mean, they, <laughs> Brian and Tim Duncan. I had a discussion with a Magic player who's basically the Michael Jordan of Magic. He's the Ooh. greatest of all time. Really? And we were talking basketball a lot because... Does he bring he all the other players on his own team to get better? <laughs> you mean the second goat? Uh, like the... No, he, he was telling me about the difference between Kobe and, and Tim Duncan and how one was really a winner and one just wanted to take the game-winning shot. But other than that, I don't think anyone really knows who Wendell Carter is, sadly. Uh, Kaushik, y- your thoughts on this, on, on this great way of, what a great breakdown he did between Duncan and Kobe right there. The winner versus the game-winning shot. Look, at, at this point, I don't, know, uh, I don't know if I want to get into it. I, I want to be friends with James. So... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, and okay, so James, you're also a, a Bulls fan. So I mean, since we talked about the goat, uh, the yeah. Bulls are not feeling very goatish these days. Um, uh, and as a matter of fact, most of the Bulls are in Minnesota right now. So I mean, first, <laughs> let's start with let's start with Chicago. What what's your what are you feeling on your um, you know on, on the current state of the Bulls? Where do you feel my, this season? My greatest fear this season is that they are not going to try to tank. I feel yeah. like they need to enter the lottery once again. Yeah. Even though the rules for the lottery have changed somewhat, I feel that they need to go back to the drawing board. They should not feel like they are a playoff contender. I will be very sad if they actually made it into the playoffs. That would be. That would be my thoughts. I want the young guys to develop, and I want them to get lots of playing time. And yeah, well, let's see how. Let's see what happens. I mean, I, they might surprise some people, but I would not be sad if they only won thirty or twenty-five games this season. I'm being realistic. I'm being pragmatic. Uh, any a, 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 anything or any players that you are looking forward to? You know, I mean, e- even teams rooting for a losing season. You know, want to have some sort of. You know, sort of silver lining, right? What do you feel should be the silver lining of the bowl season? Oh, it's definitely going to have to be Lowry, Markinen, and Wendell Carter Jr. There's no question about it. You just want to watch the young guys, the first-year player, the second-year player, really develop. And that's really it. I mean, we kind of already know what kind of players Levine and Parker are. They're not going to change all that much more in their careers mm-hmm. well maybe for Levine it's questionable he might be entering the prime but I think it's just a matter of watching the young guys really develop and how they can play together as a team I really felt that the the Zach Levine uh, contract extension sorry uh, uh, was it an extension or, or they matched the, the offer given by Sacramento right they matched yeah uh, it, it as, as uh, exciting as Levine's potential could be I thought that was a dumb idea all the way across. Sacramento giving, offering him all that money, but you know you expect that from the the, the Vlad father, uh, and then <laughs> and then the Bulls matching it. Is, I I I just think they should let him go. I don't think Levine is worth that money. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, not a lot of fans, myself included, are super excited about that. But if you understand how the minds of Gar Pax, you know, Gar Foreman and Jim Paxson work, then you you sort of get to see the the logic or the twisted logic behind it. And at this point, it is what it is. So as a fan, you can't really play too much fantasy basketball with your team. You just kind of have to roll with whatever they go with. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Uh, James, thanks for, the, thanks for the rundown on the Bulls. Uh, you're right in the sense that 
for a tanking team you you just want to focus on um on the young kids and i i've had experience with this over the last 4 or 5 years where my my lakers have had a had a miserable few years and i've had to cheer for the likes of uh, Larry Nance Jr and D'Angelo Russell and stuff like that but that's all worth it now because Koshik uh, Buhu you uh, I'm sorry you supported a team that's won <laughs> five championships in the last two decades and you had to go through a few years without Kobe Bryant hey, I'm man. sorry I feel I feel so bad for you Hey man thanks thanks for that uh, but you know you know I'm, j- I'm just all about I'm just all about winning as uh, as Jim- Jimmy Butler says Jimmy uh, Butler says you can you <laughs> You can't fucking win without me, Koshe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you you mentioned a few minutes ago, Karan, about how most of the Chicago Bulls are now in Minnesota, and obviously Jimmy Butler has been a bit of a topical player these days. Uh, so, James, what's what's your take on this entire situation? My personal belief is that uh, like Jimmy's Jimmy's a stud, an absolute stud when he's playing, but I think he's lost the plot a little bit in terms of uh, I think he thinks he's better than he is, and I'm not really a fan of these like outbursts and him trying to. Uh, first, he had a problem with Chicago's kids. Then he had a problem with Towns and Wiggins. Like, what does he want? He says he's all about winning, but then he says he wants to go to like Brooklyn and and sorry, Karan, but the Knicks and stuff like that. But that's not about winning. He just feels like he he just wants to have the limelight and stuff like that. So I've kind of turned on uh, on Butler the the persona. and uh i'm just curious what your thoughts are as someone who i'm sure has had uh, has had deep affection for a player like jimmy butler in the last few years yeah i mean <laughs> jimmy butler is a great example of a rags to riches story he was someone who was going to be a nobody in the nba and worked so hard that he became a superstar so at least from that perspective i feel like he's really self-made but Not to get too philosophical, but I just feel like people don't fundamentally change unless they want to change themselves. So, you know, when you call out Wiggins and your teammates to say that they're not playing hard enough, they're not going to magically flip a switch and play harder because you said that, you know? People are who they are and that's what kind of got them to where they are, whether it's the NBA roster or some other <coughs> job, right? So, I just feel like his methods are totally ineffective. he behaves as if everyone in this world is wired in exactly the same way as he is and it's just not like that it's just not how the world works and i think he's very toxic on minnesota and there's there's a 99% chance he's not going to end the season there so it's i think for now i i think the one thing i do like about what he's been saying recently is just that after meeting with the owner he just said i'm going to be professional and i'm going to be professional on the court. I mean as if you even needed to say that, but <laughs> that's another that's another topic, but you know, I think it's better for everyone if he just separates. I think he has just gone a little bit too big in his head. And despite the fact that he's self-made and came from nothing uh, as far as the NBA goes, he needs to understand that sometimes you have to lead people in a certain way and not by yelling at them and saying play harder. So that's my take. What about you, Karan? Um Koshik I agree with you that Jimmy isn't as good as he thinks he is but we sort of like talked about this in the last episode I I I think that is the genius of Jimmy that like he's his self belief belief has made him good you know so I think like 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 for example that whole practice outburst which uh I agree with you seems very staged to me because he already had a ESPN interview lined up within an hour yeah exactly um but 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 then you can't stage 
the the fact that he took a third tier team in practice and like destroyed the top tier team you know like he uh, he admits that he is not as talented or or, uh, or as like sort of gifted as towns and begins naturally he said that in the interview but he just plays harder than them and like i really respect that i know that that that, that the way he's handled the situation is messed up but he is right about the fact that he has worked his ass off to get where he is so i actually think that like as someone who is um, you know like say i'm i'm a Knicks fan and i for i imagine if i had the if my team had the means to get any of these guys if it was just for one season if it wasn't for like projecting for the future i would take jimmy butler over towns or begins cuz i sort of know that like he's going to bring it more than towns will who's who's sort of a more talented player um and but so but that said i'm super hyped to see how the season going is going to turn out because apparently now he's going to play every game as long as they trade him so it's it's going to be hilarious to see that on court chemistry um uh, and, and and sort of what james said about you know like um not being able to uh, what jimmy is doing wrong is just berating his teammates until they get better or, or that's what he wants to do he's basically trying to be jordan or kobe without the talent of jordan or kobe you know if you are if you are as good as michael jordan or kobe bryant you can sort of get away with being like a complete piece of shit because like the world will revolve around you uh if you're jimmy butler who's who, you're good but you're not a you know a top 5 top 7 player teams will just be like you know what you're not worth the trouble like the, the cost benefit and thing of, of this isn't worth keeping you so um and i'm i'm fascinated to see how this will turn out definitely definitely uh that that leads me to kind of the next next point of discussion i suppose so it would be interesting to see what minnesota look like on the court what the chemistry is whether the fans are going to boo him and uh there there's just so much that's happening and i guess like where i want to direct this is do you think um uh, they make the playoffs and as a side note to that what do you think the top 8 teams in the in the west are uh, if you had to guess as of today maybe we'll start with you first karan uh do, do you have like the 8 in mind already do you have tiers of teams um so maybe we'll talk about like the top top tier do you think it's it's going to be uh golden state and houston right at the top or do you feel like anybody else could possibly challenge that top two yeah so uh, I, james and i sort of discussed this a few days ago and and like i decided to like we decided to create our own sort of like top 8s for each conference mm-hmm. like or, or projected top 8s and uh, i don't know about you guys but i don't have minnesota making making it whether or not they have butler or not i don't see them i think they'll they'll miss the playoffs um my my top tier in the west is still warriors in houston i think the most interesting conversation to me is going to be who ends number 3 in the west and i'll be very interested in knowing who you guys pick beyond cuz i'm going to assume that that golden state and houston are both of yours top 2 as well Am I am I right in assuming that? Uh, James wanted to go. Yeah, first. that's a good assumption. That's how I, that's who I would pick for my top 2. So so my number 3 is the is the Utah Jazz. I I had them jump all the way there. I think they are just legit. Um and then I have uh and I know a lot of people are um sort of a lot uh, there are a lot of hot takes around in the internet that the the Lakers and the Spurs are not going to make the playoffs i think that's ridiculous i think both both those teams are making um i have the thunder in there i have uh the pelicans and the nuggets and i think the teams from last season that miss out in the west are minnesota and portland so james i'll be interested in knowing who you have after like the top 
and and how you sort of rounded up your eight. Yeah, so this is my hot take. I actually think I was considering this for a long time, and I had a couple of teams in here, but I think for three and maybe four, I would have to go with the Thunder, and as number three, and probably a team like the Pelicans or the or the Jazz as number four. It's kind of it's kind of a close thing, so I I don't think it. It matters all that much, to be honest, because they have preferred seating uh, in round one. But yeah. I uh, let's just let's just for simplicity say that for me, number three is the OKC Thunder. I feel like they've really lost nothing. It's more of an uh, addition by subtraction scenario. They have a team that hopefully, if they're healthy, they can gel together better, both offensively and defensively. I feel like literally they've lost nothing and they just added Schroeder to the mix, and so. You're, if you were to ask me, you're literally like, burning Carmelo Anthony in the ground right now by saying they've lost nothing over and over. I am, I am, <laughs> and I also, I also believe that the Houston didn't really gain all that much, right? So that that's kind of the flip side to it. But I mean, the fact is, the Rockets have mostly the same roster, and the Thunder have mostly the same roster, at least in my opinion. And so I think the Thunder is actually going to be a very good regular season team now whether how far they go in the playoffs is another discussion but i guess we're talking about the seeding of the regular season or into the playoffs uh yeah kaushik so before we go even further deeper in what is your sort of take after the first two the three four five etc i think utah is probably my number three because they've got they've got a sense of continuity that uh, you stressed about james that okc and uh, Houston have as well, but Utah probably have that to a, to the next extent. Uh, I'm really keen to see how Mitchell takes off in his second year. He definitely had a bit of an overachievement for his first year. I don't know if that's going to continue. Uh, and they're just a really well-coached team. Uh, everything you say about the Boston Celtics in the East, they're, they're really the Celtics of the West. Really, really well-coached. A uh, bunch of players that play really hard. Uh, and, and they just know how to grind out regular season wins. They... They're really good at doing the Spurs thing, which is just not defeating themselves. So uh, yeah. I, I think that uh, Utah's probably my pick for the third. Uh, after that, it's it's really uh, it's really a bit of a crapshoot. So I think there's uh, the the teams that are, in my opinion, likely to make it there. Uh, and I can't sort these guys in any order because there's so many unknowns. Uh, OKC is one. Denver Nuggets, Pelicans, and I, I'm sorry, I have to sneak in my Lakers here. Um, oh, have, I have the Lakers at four, Kaushik. So yeah, I, I yeah, have, have I'm actually, I, I actually, I'm, I, 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 I'm very appalled by, uh, no, I'm not even like a fan like you of the Lakers, but I'm very appalled by these takes that the Lakers will miss the playoffs. Like they have LeBron fucking James, they're not gonna miss the playoffs. Is is it's it's not happening. <laughs> yeah, unless he gets injured or something, that's definitely yeah, not happening. of course, yeah. Then but I mean that that you could say that for any team. You could say that for yeah, the Pelicans, true. and if Anthony Davis gets injured, or you know, you could say that for most teams in the NBA at least. Definitely, definitely. So yeah, with the Lakers, I think it's so hard because we don't know what this team's like. We don't know what LeBron will be like in in the Western Conference. We don't know what how the kids will step up, and we don't know how like the meme team how, how they are going to gel <laughs> with the rest of the, the rest of the team. So it's it's almost like I said in the last episode. There's there's three teams. There's the there's the kids. There's these funny guys. And then there's one yeah. in the middle. So it depends on how they gel. And I think they have the they have the ability to get up to uh, a fourth spot, like you said. Uh, but I can also see them having like teething issues to begin with, and maybe just sneaking into the playoffs. But also being a kind of a force in the playoffs because nobody wants to go up against LeBron in the playoffs. Uh, so yeah, th- that's that's my take. I'm I'm actually not that high on the Pelicans. I think people might be overreacting to that amazing series that they had uh, in the playoffs where. 
they they just had an amazingly favorable matchup and uh, and the same thing is reflective of probably portland as well so they they are not that bad just because they lost in that series so uh, I, i'm having a hard time ranking the rest of them because um, the western conference is just just a bloodbath any anything can happen and there's so many talented teams it's yeah and let's be like let's put it in perspective last season the 3 to 9 in the west were divided by just like a game or a game and a half yeah exactly so portland finished third but if they had lost a couple extra games they wouldn't have even have made the the the, the postseason you know so yeah. like the difference between portland and uh, pelicans last season like pelicans had that amazing sweep in terms of games they were only like half a game behind or something you know so um, it wasn't that shocking uh Do you guys, uh, James? I'll start with you. Do you. What is your opinion of the Spurs? Where do you see them ending this? Like they are entering this weird era where they don't really have a point guard anymore, uh, and they just have like mid-range shooters now. So, do, yeah. do you think do you think it's going to work out for them? Where do you think they end up? You know, it's really tough to say because w- losing Murray, who's one of their best players and defenders, right, to the ACL injury, that's just totally changes the whole. complexion of the team in my opinion i actually have the spurs in the playoffs because yeah. they're coached by popovich and it's it's just like how you don't bet against lebron you don't really want to bet against popovich uh yeah. so i actually have i have the spurs number 8 actually so okay. if you want to if you want a shortcut to it that's that's where i have them i have them <laughs> kind of squeaking into the playoffs koshi what about you yeah I, i agree with james here that you can't bet against uh, popovich and Just regardless and of two all stars, exactly, uh, and they they'll figure it out. DeRozan's a good player, yeah. Aldridge is a good player, and they're essentially the same team as last year. But uh, they've got DeRozan added. If you look at it, because they didn't have Kawhi yeah. the whole year, uh, yeah, the, the injuries definitely suck. But they've got um, Spurs always find people. They'll have like this um, third division Latvian kid or something like that that suddenly starts becoming an important player. The Spurs are they just uh, they're just great at discovering these kind of players. So. Uh, I have faith in the Spurs. Uh, again, going back to that same thing, that they kind of don't defeat themselves, and definitely yeah. they're short of talent compared to years past. But uh, they've they've got enough. Uh, yeah. So uh, now, like the, the the teams that I have missing the playoffs who made it last season in the West are I actually have Portland missing it this year. I just I, I I'm predicting a sort of shakeup in in. uh in portland like you know midway through the season they might make some sort of trade or something to i think they're going to bottom out they're going to they're going to realize that it, it they aren't like ascending the way they thought they were uh and minnesota missing and and in and and in to replace these two teams i have the lakers making it in and i have denver making it in and i i i think koshik you're also as you know excited about the nuggets and the, the prospect of jokic in the playoffs as i am Oh um, yeah, definitely. I I just drafted him in one of my fantasy leagues today, so I'm pretty. Oh, high that's on. a great pick. That's a that's a great pick. So, so so who do you have uh, sort of missing and making it compared to last season? Uh, I I think I I think I agree with you in the sense that Portland and Minnesota seem like the the worst out of these set of teams, and that's largely because I've got the same feeling about the Timbu. Uh, sorry, the Trailblazers as you do. Um, I feel like they they think that 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 team or that unit's getting a bit stale. and they might mm-hmm. want to shake things up a little bit uh, and yeah like i said i i don't think they're as bad as the first round series made them look last year but they're also not in a place where i i don't see a path forward for them with the same unit yeah. so they'll definitely shake things up and yeah with the timberwolves 
with or without butler i i, I don't see it with butler i don't think that chemistry is going to be the same without butler i don't know if they've got enough um so that's probably my i point. mean there is there is a a a, a wild wacko world where butler's outburst like <laughs> lights a fire under like towns and wiggins butts and like all of a sudden they they realize how damn good they are and and then this team like runs up to third in the west you know You'll see. <laughs> uh, no, that's not happening. Sorry, <laughs> James. Tell us, tell us where you like. Do you have any other newer teams different from what Koshing? Like we have the Lakers and and the Nuggets, which I think are replacing. Yeah, I'm starting to get a sense for what you guys are picking, and I I am. I just said I I just said that I wouldn't bet against LeBron James, but yeah. if if I had to go down the whole list, uh, basically, there's a couple teams that I think we all agree are in there, like the Thunder, the Jazz. Uh, the the Pelicans and the Spurs, but I think where I differ from you guys is that I do think for sure the Nuggets are going to make the playoffs this year. They're ranked number six in offense even last year. They're very very deep, and so and they've actually lost Moutier, which is again addition by subtraction, and they might get a super X factor in Isaiah Thomas, assuming he's a uh, yep. healthy enough. So yep. I actually really think it's really hard for me to say this, but I actually have. The Nuggets and the Blazers making the playoffs, Ooh. and the Lakers just barely missing. I know I just said I don't want to bet against yeah, LeBron James, but take. if you just yeah. if you just look at the top eight teams, I feel like some something's got to give, and I feel like the Lakers are just probably a season away from really doing something. That that's my that's my take. I I'm I'm pretty surprised. So so you think like the best player in the in the league will not make the playoffs? Yeah. I do think so. It it, it kind of hurts me to say that because I've been a very strong proponent of LeBron James all these years, and I I I have won bets in the playoffs by the logic of you don't bet against LeBron James, right? Yeah. It, it's but it's just one of these things where a lot of things can go wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm betting against Rondo and Lance Stevenson and a whole bunch of other guys, and I'm also betting against the fact that they have no defense whatsoever. I mean, yeah. you're asking for McGee to anchor your defense. That's just a joke. Like that's just an absolute joke. And I, I hate to be the guy, but but they 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 okay. Maybe they get a major upgrade somehow because it's LeBron. He can manipulate the team to do whatever he wants. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll change my mind, but right now I don't see it with this roster. You know, I'm not. I'm weirdly as not as worried about the about the defense because, like, I've seen Portland make the the playoffs every year without playing a lick of defense. You know, I I I don't think I don't see that as big as an issue. I just think that if you have as much, if you have LeBron on your team, the the. the it, the sort of like the, the people always just fall into their natural roles. Like we'll we'll suddenly see Michael Beasley being like, oh shit, Michael Beasley's playing eight good minutes of really good perimeter defense. You know, stuff like that. Just yeah. miraculous. Like J.R. Smith became a really good like for seven minutes a game defensive guy. Right, right. And Kevin Love had that fantastic stop against Steph Curry, and it's probably because LeBron James yelled at him during timeout or something. <laughs> so like shit just happens to happen again around like really talented players. Um, but we'll see. I, I, I'm of the belief that like uh, Brandon Ingram is really going to elevate his game this season, um, uh, and 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 maybe not the whole meme team, but I think Rondo will play well against LeBron. Um, I think I think Lonzo will play well this season too. So it's going. They're definitely going to be the most like intriguing team to watch. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, they're 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 basically like the 
the uh, what's it called the 14 seconds or less suns they're going to be like that this year and I think that's definitely really good for the regular season I just think that it for me it comes down to uh, between the Lakers and the Blazers, I still think the Blazers have enough gas in the tank and enough experience in the regular season with the same unit and now even better because Nurkic and Harkless are, in theory, they're going to get better this season. So uh, Nurkic has a green light to shoot three. So I just think that it's hard for me to put the Lakers above a team like the Blazers if I had to come down to it. That's all. Do you have any other uh, teams in the West that that like we haven't talked about that that you're intrigued, even if they don't make the playoffs, and like sort of like among the the lottery dwellers, which teams are are interesting you the most and why? Oh, okay. So you're asking me, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I would say that I'm just really intrigued by by Doncic, and I really want to oh, watch yeah. him. But there's no Thank way you. in hell. There's no way in hell. I think he's rookie of the year, but there's no way in hell he's going to. His team is going to make the playoffs. They just don't have the pieces. And uh, DSJ, Dennis Smith Jr. still looks really bad, <laughs> shot-wise. Uh, I, I actually, I'm really intrigued by the Clippers, actually. Uh, this is kind of a, a, a segue, but I think they are going to play hard. They have a really, really weird lineup of guys who have never been superstars. I mean, like Gallo, Harris, and, and Lou Williams. But they also have an awesome new rookie who may be the second coming of Sean Livingston. So I, I, I'm really going to be watching the Clippers even if they don't make it. That's all I'll say. So first of all, thank you for dropping Doncic. He's, he's basically the, the martyr saint of this podcast over the last <laughs> year. We love him a lot. And both Kaushik and I were shocked that Doncic and his mom weren't picked number one uh, by, by Phoenix. I see not not that the... <laughs> I mean, and by the way, uh, so so that also reminds me, like, of the Suns and DeAndre Ayton. I think Ayton is the real deal as well. He's gonna be really, really good. Um, I just think Doncic will be better. So uh, Mavericks will be a lot of fun. I think Memphis will be a lot of fun. Jaren Jackson Jr. is pretty talented. I don't see them making the playoffs. I'm, uh, I think at some point they'll bottom out too. Um, Clippers, I, I'm. Uh, they sort of bore me. I, I see what you say about them. But I think they're only role players. So without like sort of a center of gravity, I don't really mm-hmm. see them like um, doing much. Um, and what, what do you think about the What do you think about the Grizzlies? Oh, so I mean, uh, I I think I sort of mentioned that like, with Grizzlies, I, I, you know, I I I just think they'll be terrible. I mean, it's just they, they, it's the West. You, someone has to be terrible. Not everyone can uh-huh. be good. And with even if Conley and Gasol are healthy, I think if Conley and Gasol are healthy, they get traded. I don't know why Memphis will keep Conley and Gasol if, if they are actually playing well. Because like, what's the point of running it back all over again? So either way, they'll be terrible. Like Either the, the two players will be horrible <coughs> or the, the players will be good and then they'll, they'll be traded to bottom out. Koshik, do you so have it's any... Like a, uh, sorry, it's like a damned if you do, damned if you don't scenario. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't. I don't see any reason for Memphis to try to be to win games. You know. Mm. Koshik, what about you? Any anyone else in the West that you haven't mentioned that not, that sort of piques your interest? No, not really. I just want to. I just want to emphasize my uh, man crush on Luka Doncic again. Uh, <laughs> he he's just a phenomenal talent, and I think uh, I think I'm definitely going to be watching every Mavericks game on League Pass. Uh, yeah, the, the rest of the cast there is is a bit depressing, but. Uh, I, I definitely want to see a little bit of uh, Lob City action with DeAndre, and uh, I, I'm still on the Harrison Barnes bandwagon. I think I think he has yes. a life, life somewhere. Yep. 
so yeah, uh, that's probably the only team that I would think of. So uh, I think I think this is time to switch our context to the the Eastern Conference, uh, which I think will be better than previous years. So maybe it shouldn't merit the Eastern Conference tag. But uh, James, what do you think is like the top tier of uh, of the Eastern Conference? So there's definitely the Celtics, the 76ers, and some people have also put in <coughs> the Raptors and the Bucks in the same kind of category. Uh, are, are you as high on those four, or do you have? Uh, do you think there's tiers? Do you think there's tiers between hey. those two? Uh, sorry, you broke out for a bit. Uh, you're asking me if those three teams are in my top tier? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, they are. So, to answer your question, the Celtics, Sixers, and Raptors are definitely my top three. I think the Celtics are a clear number one in my book, but I think the Sixers and the Raptors, I'm kind of at a mix, kind of at, at a crossroads as to which one's second and which one's third. So, but I'll put those three teams on the top, yeah. Karen, what about you? Uh, I, I, I'm surprised that, James, you've been, you, you held back your natural lifelong disdain for the Raptors aka the Craptors who you call them uh, I have to they fired Casey so I, I'm okay now that was a very measured <laughs> response because for as long as I've known you you've just been disgusted by the Raptors <laughs> uh, what does that boil down to sorry for sidetracking there James oh you I just have a I've just never really liked the Raptors it's just they, they I think it's a Vancouver they, Toronto thing right they, no, no, it's not because I'm not a huge fan of the Grizzlies either. When they were around, it's just more of I'm. I just don't like teams that perennially underachieve relative to their actual talents. So it's not really a hate for them so much as it, I'm just disappointed. Just like a, a disapproving dad who sees a team and thinks they have so much more potential and they just squander it. So maybe it's like the prodigal son or something like that. But that that's how I feel about the Raptors. That's how I've always felt about them. So I'll 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 take the segue to say that I'm actually really high on these Raptors. I think um, from what I've seen of Kawhi in the preseason, and I know it's only the preseason. I just wanted to see that he's playing, that he's like he's able to do things, and he is. He is he's defending and he's scoring and he's. I'm so uh, Kawhi is like one of my favorite players in the NBA, and just to see him um, in this new role, I think I think Toronto are gonna have a really really tough perimeter defensive like unit out there they have they're deep they are um they have a great bench they have like interchangeable players now so i think uh i i don't think they'll be as good as boston i mean we should just do the token um mention of the fact of how damn good the celtics are you know between Kyrie, uh hayward whether or not he's able to to give a lot he'll still be there Al Horford, Tatum, and Brown, and all of these guys, like, they are loaded, you know, and they are, they're probably going to run right in the East. But I think Toronto and, and second, and, and it should, I think this will be, um, th- this will be, uh, I, I have more faith in this Raptors team with Kawhi than I've had um, in any team in, with, with DeRozan in the past. Uh, hey, you've got to have faith in the Raptors. They got Kawhi to laugh. They got Kawhi. He's sort of happy. I think that the, the, the we must say something about Popovich's coaching style because Kawhi just ne- was never seemed uh, like like he's he's talking now. That's that's big. He's he's, saying, <laughs> he's talking. He's saying words. It's 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 amazing. Um, uh, I can't wait till the the, the first like uh, Drake mixtape featuring Kawhi where he just like where it's just his laughter on a loop. 
to be amazing. It's going to be a great Halloween track. Um, my my take beyond these two is that I don't think Philly will end up third. I just I, I feel Philly will sort of like hit a minor, not like a major role. I I know I know it. I don't some of sensation. You know, making like a sensation. I think they'll be fourth. I think uh, Milwaukee are going to make that jump to third place. I I'm sort of really hyped on the, everything I've read about uh, Mike Budenholzer and what he's doing with Giannis. I think Giannis is going to have a true legit like MVP type season. He's going to take a leap across all boards. Um, uh, and sort of like losing Jabari will kind of help free things up around the court a little bit, you know. So I think they'll end up third in the East and um, and Philly will go fourth for me. Yeah, I, I'm pretty high on the Bucks as well, but I don't I don't know if uh, I'll make that proclamation that Philly will be fourth. Um, I definitely do see where you're coming from in the sense that they might face a bit of a plateau uh, and I can totally see that happening. Especially because they don't have the same kind of shooting that they added late in the season. Or they might go on to yeah. do that later on in the trade deadline or whatever. But yeah, uh, yeah. D- uh, as it is constructed right now, you're asking for Simmons to take a massive leap in terms of shooting. And I just want him to shoot. I, I don't even take a massive leap. Just take shots once in a while. It's not that big a deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, how, so how do you guys think Budenhoser is going to improve the way that the Bucks make attempt more threes and also defend the three because I think they were 25th in the NBA last season both in three-point attempts as well as three-point defense and I think a lot of it had to do with the weird scrambling style of defense that they were playing I'm just wondering how you guys think that system will change because I mean if they really have that figured out I could see them being a number two seed or even you know it could they could be at the top but I'm just curious what you've read about uh the coaching and and what they could do because I to me it's a very big question mark if you can't if you can't defend the three and attempt the three at a at a super high level in the NBA you just can't do very well. So I, I think in terms of defending it, I feel that the Bucks have had the pieces to defend the three. They just haven't had had a coach. I I just feel it's like it's been we have lost several years of good Giannis defensive years. Just based on the fact of how the the coaching system worked, and and my my faith on Budenholzer comes from how what we saw him do in those Atlanta Hawks team, where you know they weren't really uh, elite perimeter <laughs> defenders; they they were just positioned right at all times. You know, like like Kyle Korver, I never thought of him as an as a great defensive player, but he was just able to do the right thing based on you know positioning. Um, and and the Bucks have the pieces; they have Giannis. I think Chris Middleton is a, can be a good defender. I think Bledsoe can be a good defender, Malcolm Brogdon. I think all of these guys have defensive potential. It just hasn't been used yet. So I think in terms of defense, it should be an easier job. Offensively, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how they stretch the floor. But um, I, I, have faith, I have faith that he's going to make it work out. Yeah, I definitely rate Coach Bud as well. I think he's uh, he's a remarkable improvement on whatever they had. I don't even remember who their previous coach was. That's how bad it was. Um, and obviously, Jay- it was Prunty. He was the he was the interim coach. Uh, yeah. He got elevated to uh, to lead. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was Prunty. Yeah, that's right. And before that, it was Jason Kidd. So it's like the, the barrier is pretty low to to kind of improve yeah. that. Uh, and Budenholzer is actually uh, he's done amazing things with Atlanta in the past, and they call them the Spurs East or whatnot. So I definitely have a lot of faith in how uh, how they're going to play this year. 
I, I have them as high as maybe third or second even if if they push things right. But I don't think anybody's touching the Celtics. Uh, what what about the next four teams? Um, with the East, it's always um, like in in a different manner to the West. Anything can happen. Um, a lo- lot of shit teams. A uh, lot of teams that are not quite there yet uh, or or in the making. What do you think is the next next tier of teams, Karan? Um, the the talent level drops dramatically for me after the first four. So the next four, like five. Five, six, seven, eight for me in the East are the Pacers, the the crappy Wizards, uh, the Miami Heat, and then the Hornets. So I like basically it's the same uh, eight I think, except uh, the Cavs are obviously out. And I, I actually like Cavs were really close making it for me. I, I I have them at ninth. I actually think this will not be a a bad season for Cleveland, you know. Um, but but I I have uh, Miami and Hornets sneak in. Miami, with or without, whether or not they're able to pull in that um, the Jimmy Butler trade, I, I still think like they're a decent roster, nevertheless. Um, but like none of these teams really inspire me. Like I know that the the Pacers had a good uh, season, a good playoff series, but uh, they seem to me like the perfect team who like will plateau now. You like like the the outburst of of surprise will will sort of run out with them. But still, like I I have them finishing fifth. Uh, Oladipo is pretty good. Wizards are just gonna be uh, a hilarious, fun team to watch. So even, like, I, even I, I, with Dwight Howard, you think they make the playoffs? I think they make it just because of how terrible the East is. Like, who who else do you have? I mean, the the, <laughs> the, the teams that the teams that I have missing out are uh, Cleveland, Detroit, and then and then I have like Chicago actually at at uh, at eleventh. So it's like I I there's really not you don't have to be that good. Like I I've I've I have Charlotte Hornets making it, and honestly, they're not that good. So you don't you don't have to be a great team to to make the playoffs. You just have to almost, as as long as you want to make it, you'll make it. And the Wizards want to make it. They don't want to tank. Fair enough, James. What's your uh, pick for the next four? So I have to disagree with the assessment of the Pacers because I actually think that they're a legit team, and they're not. I mean, I don't think you're implying that they're a flash in the pan, but well, I think I the Pacers could. So th- yeah, exactly. I, I'm just saying that for me, the upside is even higher. Like I could see the Pacers maybe playing well and maybe even being a four or a three uh, if some of the other teams misstep. I mean, the fact that they got Tariq Evans is huge, right? He's a he's a pretty solid three-point shooter, and he still has a lot of, not a lot, but he still has some gas left in the tank. I mean, you got guys like uh, Bogdanovich and Collison. I mean, Collison is just, his true shooting percentage was like 14th in the league last season or something for the last three seasons so it's like it's some insane stat and Oladipo is obviously going to get better uh so I, I agree with you that it's kind of a crapshoot but I would just put the Pacers in a slightly higher crap bucket <laughs> than the yeah, other yeah, guys fair enough, yeah yeah uh where I disagree with you is really just the 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 Hornets I actually have the Pistons making it as opposed to the Hornets because I just think they have more talent on paper. I mean, you could kind of roll the die here and just pick a team. It doesn't really matter. But, yeah, yeah. but I, I think I think the I think the Blake Drummond, the Blake Griffin and Drummond combo, if if healthy, is going to be pretty solid. They have Casey, who I didn't like in Toronto that I just mentioned, but I think he's a good players coach. I think he's a good morale booster, and I think it it really depends on how well their perimeter wings play. But I, I think the Pistons can can sneak into the playoffs. That's what I think. Yeah, that won't surprise me. Kaushik, yeah. where do you, yeah, where do you land here? 
Yeah, it's, it's hard to pick between the Pistons and the Hornets. Anybody could make it. Uh, I think the Hornets have a little more in them than the both of you think. Um, they, they've got a new kind of like coaching system. And uh, I, I'm a fan of Kemba. I think that he's a guy who, who can, at least in the in the crap that the Eastern Conference is, he can do enough to take that team forward. I'm also big on uh, their rookie, um, Bridges. I think he's, he's something to watch out for. Uh, but yeah, in terms of the others, uh, it's hard to pick beyond the Pacers and, and the Wizards just because the Wizards are there. Even though Dwight kind of takes away seven or eight wins from any team, uh, yeah, they're, they're, still, <laughs> they're, they're still enough um, in, in that team. Uh, it's, I, also, it's a bit of a make or break year for them as well. The way we spoke about Portland, uh, I think they're at a bit of a crossroads as well to, to see where this team goes forward. Do they have anything in the future to grow towards or do they make a decision where... Do they trade one of their players or uh, or they do something to change things? Uh, so that, that'll be something I'll keep an eye out for as well. Uh, Can I interject for like a, a Wizards rant, an extended Wizards rant? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Please. So, so I've, I, I've lived in Washington the last three years and I've been to, I've seen more Wizards basketball than my heart has desired. I've tried to force myself to become, like to choose them as my second team just because I'm like, okay, you know, I need to have some local pride. Um, and I've watched them like on like local TV whenever the Wizards games are on. And they're, they're basically, you know, what we talked of, like Jimmy Butler as a player, they're a team as a whole that, that thinks that they're way better than they actually are. Their, <laughs> their opinion of self is so high compared to like actual results on court. Um, and it's, it, it's, it's, it shocks me because actually like they have really good players. John Wall is a top maybe four point guard in, in the league. Uh, Bradley Beal is really legit. I love him as like, uh, uh, like he, he, he's the <coughs> ideal sort of like off ball player for any great player. Like you put him, you put Bradley with a Ben Simmons or a Giannis or a LeBron and he'll be incredible, you know? He's the ideal sixer, guys. The he's ideal, the ideal sixer. Si- yeah, ideal for any of these situations. Um, you, you put him with any superstar who has the ball in his hand a lot but can't shoot that well, like, uh, I mean, Yanis I named, even Oladipo, whatever. He'll be incredible. Uh, Otto Porter is the ideal 3 and D guy. Like, every team wants a player like Otto Porter. Someone who can just stretch the floor and guard um, and play good perimeter defense, you know? So, they have the pieces. It's just that all the pieces hate each other. And uh, <laughs> and then they add, like, basically the league's, like, like traveling e- Ebola virus in, in Dwight Howard, who's, who, who shows up and, and has his ass hurt, literally. So it's just, I, I'm, it's just such a hilarious, you know, like clown show that Washington's going to have. But at the same time, they are, they are not going to want to tank. Like they're going to want to make the playoffs. They, they actually believe that they are, like in their mind, they believe they're like the third best team in the East, you know. So it's always fascinating to me to, to see how, how they turn out every year. Um, I'm rooting for them to break apart. I'm rooting for them to like trade John Wall or just, just do something drastic to switch things up to bring... Because like I'm really bored with this team, the way they are uh, churning out the same the same sort of drama every season, you know. Yeah. So um, yeah, th- that was my rant. Thank you. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> uh, it's not the only thing we'll have you ranting about, Karan. Because now that we're out of the top eight, I feel like we have to give a few minutes for your Knicks here. Uh, what, what are your what are your expectations from this season? And uh, just just give us your like five minute take on on the Knicks. No, actually, I don't have much of a take. I I was chatting with James about this the other day. Um, I just hope we are as terrible as we can possibly be. Keep uh, keep Porzingis like 
on the bench till February. Bring him on, you know, uh, bring him on just so he doesn't get too rusty. Just so like there's some excitement in like March, April, like he has like 30 point, 12 rebound games once in a while, just to show he's really good. Just so Kevin Durant knows who he's playing with next season. Like <laughs> KD needs to see like, the full roster in action, right? Um, uh, let Kevin Knox go crazy. Let like Frankie Nicotine go crazy. You know, like just give these guys a lot of time to play. You know, um, I, m- my biggest issue with this team is the the contract that Tim Hardaway Jr. has right now. Like he's just not that good. <laughs> But whatever, I want this team to be terrible. Um, I want to see uh, Mario Hazonia just you know uh, Mario Hazonia and Enes Kanter will be just a fun like off the court thing to watch in New York. Um, yeah, no no take. Just just be terrible. Get Kevin Durant and uh, like who's who's gonna be the top pick next season? Um, the Canadian R J Barrett. R J Barrett. Yeah, K D R J Barrett. Porzingis, Kevin Knox, and Frank Nikitina for next season. That's what I'm aiming for. Excellent, excellent. I love, just, I love l- that after the even after like 20 years of misery, you still have this kind of an optimistic outlook on the Knicks. Uh, uh, the, well, I mean, I, it's just one more year, right? It's what's one more year. Just one more. Hey, I'm actually weirdly for more than ever before I, of of you know any like free agent availability. I'm really really bullish on this Kevin Durant thing. I actually I I'm actually pretty confident this is going to happen. And this is why I'm rooting for the Warriors to win a championship this season. I want KD to get his three-peat. I want him to be satisfied, so satisfied with life that he feels there's no challenge left. Then to save the Knicks, <laughs> it's going to happen. Great. So we'll be we'll be here a year from now, and Durant will release his Players Tribune. Why I'm joining the the Knicks, and then we'll all be or you'll be celebrating, and it's gonna be awesome. I'll just be calling bad names. But anyway, <laughs> James 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 Dolan's going to write a jazz song about him. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> I love I love this futuristic outlook of of uh, <laughs> any other non-playoff teams that you want to talk about, James, before we wrap up the East as well. Yeah, I can't believe you guys didn't mention the Hawks. I mean, yeah. the, this is this is going to be this is going to be the Trey Young show this season, and I'm super excited to see what he's going to do. I mean, at the risk of sounding sacrilegious, he's actually already reminding me of a first-year Allen Iverson in terms of. You know how he plays and his passing and a lot of good stuff. I think I think this is going to be a fun team to watch this year because they got a lot of young guys like Young and Prince, and they have a new coach and they're just going to be gunning. It's just going to be a fun team to watch. So I'll definitely be watching those guys. Yeah, uh, yeah. As much as I like to take the piss against uh, against Trey Young because he was the guy who Doncic was traded for, uh, I actually think he's going to be good. The best, the best nickname that I read on on the internet for Trey Young was, he's um, Aldi Steph Curry. That's that's hilarious. Uh, yeah, I definitely think they'd be they'd be really good to watch as well. But I also think they'd they'd probably be the ones that lead the tankathon race in terms of um, in terms of wanting to bottom out as much as possible. But they'd definitely be fun to watch. Um, all right, so th- that's a wrap up of the West and the East. Uh, I guess you can't do an NBA preview show without talking uh, awards. So, uh, James, you got you got a pick for MVP yet? For MVP, I think. Oh, this is a tough one, but it's probably going to going to be someone from the Warriors. I mean, I didn't pick LeBron to make the playoffs, so it's probably going to be. <laughs> I, I don't know. Just take your pick. Maybe Steph Curry or Kevin Durant, one of those guys. Uh, it, I mean, James Harden could also be 
I have to admit, I didn't really prepare for this question, but it's going to be one of those guys, for, for me at least. James, we'll come around to you. After we've talked, maybe you, 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 you sort of have more time to think. Um, I, uh, I think the, the reason you named the Warriors as having an MP, MVP contender is the exact reason why I don't have them having an MVP contender because it's both Steph Curry and Kevin Durant. You know, like They're both really, really important and both really, really good. And they'll sort of unfortunately cancel each other out. That's just how like the, the voters' narrative works. Um, I I have LeBron James winning the MVP. I think I think the I think a lot of the NBA <coughs> voters think uh, in terms of narrative. And LeBron, despite being you know a top one or a top one A player in the league for the last whatever ten years, twelve years, he actually hasn't won an MVP award since 2013. I think. And I think uh, he will raise. I, I have him raising these Lakers to fourth place. This like mess of a Lakers team who are either the meme team or a bunch of young kids. And uh, and I think that narrative will look very good on him as someone who's like single-handedly shouldered this thing. Um, if not him, I see uh, Giannis as a good option. I see Anthony Davis as a good option. Uh, but I'll I'll pick LeBron. Koshik, what do you think? I'm gonna go for a bit of a left field pick here. I think it'll be somebody from the East. Uh, one of either Yanis or Kawhi uh, will take mm. to take their teams to like a ridiculously high record, and I think that they'll start uh, when you start doing things like cancelling out Curry and Durant and um, James Harden and Chris Paul and stuff like that. Um, I I think it'll go to one of those players. Um, so I would if I was a, if I was making a bet, I'd probably touch Yanis uh, and Kawhi, and I still get decent odds. So yeah, mm. that's my pick. Um, what about some of the other awards? Let's not go too, too detailed in like the most improved player and other like bogus awards like that. Uh, <laughs> just, just like rookie of the year. Um, Karan, uh, is it is this unanimous between the both of us? Doncic and Pass. Yeah. James. It's unanimous between the three of us. Doncic. Yes. Uh, that's good stuff. Uh, and, and before we round out the season preview, I suppose if you had to pick today. Uh, what what the finals is going to be and who's going to win? Uh, if you got something quick, James? Yeah, I think it's going to be the Warriors over the Celtics. Correct. I I I completely agree with James, a hundred percent here. I think um, th- these are the two best teams in the league now. I I actually think the Rockets have even if even if this was um, even if the even if they change the playoff seeding to best of sixteen. I feel that the Rockets have now, now I mean in terms of regular season, I mean in terms of playoffs, I, I, I feel that they are now going to be the third best team in the NBA. I think Boston is going to, a healthy Celtics are going to um, leap over them. So the two best team in the NBA, NBA for me are Warriors and, and Celtics. And I see I see the three-peat. I see, I see KD getting his full satisfaction before his next player to be in the article. I, I love how you're driving this angle, uh, no matter what. I feel like you're somewhat biased in your narrative here. <laughs> I'm just saying, hey, I'm, 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 is it, is it a real bias to have the Warriors winning again? Come on, it's, I think, I think that's a safe take to, to have, right? Fair enough. I actually think the Warriors in the playoffs are going to be better than, uh, yes. better than in previous years, because like Boogie yes. will get unleashed, and then there's nobody stopping them. Wait. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, I didn't even say Boogie Cousins one time. It's been an hour. This is Boogie Cousins is in the is in the Warriors. I I, I know he's not gonna join them till later, but shit, I'm so I'm so hyped. I love Cousins. This is it's gonna be so. <laughs> I, I'm like I I know a lot of people were pissed off that they, they got Boogie, but whatever. I, they're gonna roll out 
Steph, Clay, KD, Draymond, and Boogie Cousins at some point in the lineup. And it's going to be a hot mess. I'm going to love it. So, yeah. 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 Good luck to the rest <laughs> of the league, honestly. Yeah. And I, I think I agree with you guys that the Celtics definitely are my pick from the East, regardless of uh, whether there's a 1-16 to seeding, which obviously isn't happening. But, yeah. Uh, so, we're all expecting a, a, a Golden State 3 beat and, and I like your um, angle, Karan, the bias uh, and, and the story. Like, you, you've got me and I'm, I'm going to actively cheer for that yeah. as well. Well, Kaushik, before, let me ask you this. Uh, is there, um, if there had to be like a, a long shot bet for someone else making the final, who would it be? Just like a, a, a surprise team. Like, it, you, you had to make like, you know, so something that's not... Um, you know, like like a team that's not a, a a top two team in either conference. Who do you think it could be? Who could surprise everyone and make the finals? Oh, it's really hard. Uh, it's really hard. I I think I would pick probably uh, the Bucks because just mm. that anything could happen in the East and like you don't know. Uh, maybe they finish in the top two, but um, in the East you never know. There might be injuries. You never know how the Raptors might underachieve again. Um, but yeah, I can't think of I can't think of anything else happening in the West except the except the top two, in whatever scenario. So, uh, what 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 you can? I was gonna say, I, I agree with you on that. I I, th- I think if anyone it's not gonna happen in the West. I don't see anyone beating both Golden State and or and Houston. But uh, the East, anything could happen. You know, like there could be injuries. There could be the Raptors raptoring again. So, um, did, uh, yeah, I, it could be the Bucks. Um, James, what do you think? Is there any any surprise team? Do you think Philly has a chance? Or what do you think? I think the dark horse for me is the Pacers. Mm. It, it, it's not inconceivable to me that there's a world in which the Pacers actually, you know, go farther than we expect because they just have a lot of pieces and it's kind of a crapshoot. I mean, people are are going to be hurt. Some people are not, and some people are healthy. Some people are not. And but I, I think if you want to pick a surprise, I, I can see the Pacers being up there. I just don't see enough with the Bucks this season, even with the new coach, who's obviously a, an excellent coach. I don't know. I mean, if if Giannis makes another leap uh, and they add, add a new few more pieces to the roster, otherwise, I think they're pretty much going to stay the way they are. That's that's my my humble opinion. So. Um, on that note, uh, James, I want to thank you so much for joining us, giving us you know the last whatever hour of of uh, great content, great NBA content. Uh, I'm I'm really hyped for the season. I'm sure you, uh, I'm sure you are too. And um, so, what's next for you? Like anything you want to plug from your end that we should look forward to? Uh, no, not really. I mean, I'm just gonna keep watching the NBA. That's pretty much it. I, I'm really excited about this season so that's all i have to say um well thanks again james thanks for joining us and uh, it, it was just great like I, I, we haven't had a long chat like this for like years since i left beijing so it was just great to like sort of dash it out again you know so um hope we catch up soon at some point take care man thanks james. yeah awesome thanks talk to you uh so i want to thank james for joining us on Pudarshan and um Again, like uh, it's it, it's one of my favorite things. And Kaushik, if if we didn't you know care about time, we could just riff on on like NBA related storylines for hours. You know, yeah, we, we we almost have to self censor ourselves to <laughs> to sort of make our imaginary like time markers. Yeah. Um, 
I'm 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 still in shock that he 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 doesn't have uh, LeBron making the playoffs. I'm sure that hurt you somewhere deep down. But um, I don't know. I, I don't know if it hurt me. I think there's it's a it's a possible scenario. So I have no expectations from this team. I just want to see them have fun. Um, yeah, I, I'll be gutted if they miss the playoffs because like a LeBron team shouldn't miss one. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, any last uh, hopes of, of of things to see before we before we close out? Any anything in the NBA that uh, that we didn't mention that you wanna you know uh, that 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 you be that you'll be looking forward to more than other people this season? I don't know. I don't know about looking forward to, but I want to make my own rant here. Uh, I really, Go on, yes. Uh, and this is something really really tiny and stupid, but it just really annoys me. I love it. I love uh, your random hills <laughs> to die on. Exactly. My random hill <laughs> to die on is: Can we please have Home teams wearing light colors and dark, uh, away teams wearing dark colors. It just confuses shit, shit out of me. Why do why do the Celtics wear black at home when, when like the other teams wearing white? Uh, and it, it's just, don't you feel like there's too much of this happening in the last couple of years or so? They're experimenting way too much with these like alternate colors, and it just doesn't look good. Uh, so come on, NBA, fix this. It's not an experiment. It's the trying to sell jerseys. Like that's all it is. They they want alternate like. I, I think the 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 rule always is light at home, dark on the road. No, that's not but, the case. That's not the case. But there exception. Uh, so last year, or, or, even like Zach Lowe and some of these other guys tweeted about it. Like this is getting way out of line. The, like the Lakers wore the purple jersey at home many many mm-hmm. times, and the away team was wearing white. It's just that's just not supposed to happen. Uh, so I get I get the concept of alternate jerseys and uh, mm-hmm. like you want to sell more and everything, but. Have some consistency, guys. It just just annoys you know, old people like me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cruel, cold world, Koshik. Where I, I know, I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> the dark colors at home. It's just it's the terrible times ahead. I can't um, handle it. I can't handle it. <laughs> <laughs> On that um, note, I think it's time to end episode sixty-nine of Hoop Darshan. Uh, <laughs> if you want to reach out on Twitter, Karan is at Hoopisani and at underscore Koshik Seven. The podcast is at Hoop Darshan. We're also available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Podbean, and a bunch of other places. Uh, we're available um, as much as uh, dark jerseys and on home courts are these days, <laughs> which is which is not supposed to be the case. <laughs> and 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 before you uh, you press stop on the record, Koshik, I want to plug a personal thing here. Um, uh, it's I don't know if you saw, but but, but it, it's been twenty years since the release of the Bollywood classic Kuch Kuch Hota Hai. And it's been um, uh, it's been around the interwebs a little bit, um, and this movie is a classic because it it basically was the first mainstream introduction to a lot of people in India <laughs> to basketball, um, to, to legendary full court one on one games between Shahrukh Khan and Kajol. Kajol sari. wearing a sari. Yeah. Uh, Shahrukh Khan in his tie, where he was like literally Bruce Bovening and tripping her all over the place. Um, he was really misogynist, telling her that girls can't play basketball, and then she whooped his ass. It was it was just a movie ahead of its time. Um, he's he's like dribbling the basketball around his his home while his mother's praying. Um, it's just there's there's so much good stuff in this movie related to to basketball. And I I wrote an article like about three years ago for Eklavias, uh sort of doing you know not an oral history per se, but just an entire way too serious deep dive into. Uh, the, the basketball legacy of Kuch Kuch Hota Hai in India. Uh, I interviewed a bunch of like, you know, people who are interested in both sports and Bollywood and um, and stuff like that. So I I think if you guys can find it, today is a good day to you know to to reminisce 
Um, I don't really love this movie as much as I find it like entertaining. I I I, I love the idea of this movie. Um, so, but but if you want to go down memory lane and you know really go down the lane of you know a mainstream India basketball in the pop culture stuff, watch this movie and read this article. Uh, you, you'll be able to find it you know on my uh, on my Twitter feed. Um, because yeah. because it's it, it's a lot of fun. Definitely, definitely. And you, you know how uh, writers always have like these topics that they're experts on. In I feel like Bollywood and basketball connection is is your um, is your thing to hang your hat on. So uh, definitely, Wait, I, I'm definitely not going to be as excited for the tenth year um, uh, tenth year launch of the half girlfriend basketball story <laughs> that movie was terrible that movie was terrible but it's also not in the top list so when when we have krish or whatever that is uh our koi milgia that our, our yeah, yeah, introduction yeah. is based off uh, our introduction is based on dhoom 2 dhoom 2 that's right sorry yeah, yeah. yeah. so you you're going to have fun with those anniversaries as well <laughs> uh, uh guys thanks for joining us and until next time #india basketball